0: reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 to 26. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect these parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. And together we pray. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and. To this is a reading from 1 Corinthians chapter twelve, verses twelve to twenty-six. The human body has many parts.
1: Tenako to Ko tangi tiki o tokumona. Ko rokawa tokumuana. Ko tamaki tōku tokukaina. No fanga nui atara aho. Ko Ihu kariti te tangata, ko Scarlett toku whanau, ko Alyssa toku ingoa. Nō reira. Tēnā koutou. Tēnā koutou. Tēnā koutou Well, good morning, everybody. As most of you know, my name's Alyssa, and it's really exciting to be here today sharing with you. My husband, Matt and I, um, Moved up from Wellington to Auckland. When we had just got married, we'd been married six months um, and I highly recommend doing that if you've got a really close family. It gave us a great time to be able to get used to being married outside of the fishbowl, which was great. Um, we thought that we would be here for about five to 10 years, we moved up. I was studying to become a naturopath and medical herbalist and Matt was getting involved in the creative industry. But we are now into our 12th year here. I have birthed three Aucklanders, which still, I don't know how I feel about that, Uh, they're looking, yeah, there we are, nice shot where the dangitoto seemed appropriate, it's quite weird when your kids are born somewhere completely different to you, in a place where you once never thought you'd live, anyway, um, but we are now also in the middle of a really sizeable house renovation, so because of that and the much warmer weather, we're probably going to be in Auckland for I don't know how long now. Um, But we have been part of the St. Augustine's whanau right from the very start. I joined the staff team about a year in, and um, Matt's a bit of a creative whiz and was able to be part of the team that really has shaped how St. Augustine's looks visually. In fact, the gorgeous native birds we have um, for our kids' ministries are his creations, and there's lots of his design that pops up about the place. So for us as a family, we're fully in, this is us here. But as Newt said, this talk today brings to a close our series, Tefano Atiatua, The Family of God. And we've been on this journey discovering that the call of humanity to be God's image bearers is found in the healing of humanity as a family. And this is where every nation, tribe, and tongue can be encompassed and united around the one true life giving God. The original Eden ideal, right? which of course is what we see Jesus doing today and is reflected in the radical, cultural, and ethnic diversity of Christianity. So, that's a really nice idea. Together, as a family, we're imaging the glory of God. But what does that really mean in our day to day? What does that mean when we're here together? I love a good sermon that makes me think, like I'm sure we all do, and we're really fortunate here at St. Augustine's that we get lots of those. But the real money lies in where there's change. Change in my heart. Change in my thoughts and my attitudes. Change in my actions. Because being part of God's family is not about thinking nice thoughts. Being part of a family is something we do. We participate. A family is where we grow and mature. A family is where we take responsibility. And a family gives us a place to stand. When we participate in family and welcome people into our family, we not only express God's love for people, we show them what God is really like. Psalm 68, seven to eight, there we go, says, sing to God, sing in praise of his name, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling? God sets the lonely in families. And community is really important to God. He himself exists in community God, Father, Son, Spirit. And he openly welcomes us into his life in community. Um, I've always been really fascinated by the American concept of the country club, it comes from being a longtime Gilmore Girls fan. Um, You know, these places that have amazing, beautiful grounds. you can play golf, you can swim, you can sauna, you can get endless massages, sign me up now. Um, All with other people who've also paid these exorbitant dues to belong. The exclusive members-only club that decides who's on the inside, who belongs, and who's on the outside. Lucky for some, right? Well, thankfully for us, God's family is the total opposite of this idea. God's family is for everyone. So when we do something as little as include others, or when we welcome outsiders in, that makes it a really big deal. Because when we do this, we're reflecting how God includes us in His community. And when we serve and care for each other, we're revealing how God serves and cares for all of us. And when we do this, we create a culture where many people can come and experience and meet God for themselves. The way that we welcome and include reflects God's heart of welcome to us. So what I'm saying is, a welcome is not just a welcome. So this means that as a family, we're called to engage. Family's not a sideline sport, is it? Serving, loving, hanging out, and including others, you'll be pleased to know is actually really good spiritual practice. Doing life together, creating Sunday worship times together, is spiritual practice as we work together as a family imaging God. And a family doesn't work very well unless members take personal responsibility. I still, many years later, have my father's words ringing in my teenage ears about the simple act of changing the toilet roll. It is not a hotel, Alyssa. The church is a family, not a business, not a club. A is where we grow and take responsibility and it's not a spiritual restaurant where we receive spiritual goods and services. So when you do things like help to set up this massive venue, serve coffee, teach our kids, pray, cook meals for those in hard times, do the visuals for Sunday mornings, you're not just serving a community or getting extra steps on your Fitbit. You're putting yourself in a place where you can grow, because we grow by engaging, not just attending. 100% there are times when um, you might need a rest, but often healing involves some form of action. Last year, just after we got out of our first level three, my mum came up from to visit, which was great. She'd really missed, I think, just knowing she couldn't get to her grandkids. And we, we live in Te Atitur Peninsula, and we're really close to the coastal walkway. Um, it's beautiful. We So I think on the second day, we'd gone out for this walk. We made it home nearly, and then she tripped and landed so hard on her arm that she actually tore the rotator cough off her shoulder and broke her humerus in a couple of places. It was a bit of a disaster, as we can see, yeah. The funny thing was she was so chipper, the doctor who saw us at emergency was was not even, they sent her for an x-ray just to double check nothing was broken, because he was pretty convinced it wasn't, so that was a bit of a surprise to all of us, but she's pretty tough and she did not want this ruining the trip, so um, kind of a funny little family story. We still, she was determined we were all going out for dinner the next night, and I had a really good photo that Matt wouldn't let me use, Um, because she couldn't raise her arm, she couldn't put her hair product in her hair. So. So Matt, with the hair length, more similar skills to use product, was the one who got nominated to um, put hair product in his mother-in-law's hair so we could go for dinner. So you know, that's family love right there. Um, but when she got home, she had to go to a lot of specialist appointments, and the advice they gave her was that once it was out of the sling, she had to get her shoulder moving, because with shoulders, you're at a real risk of frozen shoulder uh, if you don't really push it. So. She is active, she was not having a bar of that, so she was there with the physio, and it wasn't comfortable, it actually really hurt, but she has got most of the movement back because she pushed, um, pushed through, which we're all very grateful for. So when we engage and are actively participating, we don't just see the benefits, um, we also, sorry, see the benefits to our own spiritual health because practice leads our hearts. We don't wait to feel included before we get involved. We get involved and then we feel included. And involvement is where relationship grows. Another couple of practices we get involved in that shape our hearts are praying and giving financially. Because praying and giving financially um, are two practices that when we invest in them, they directly affect our hearts. I don't know about you, but my heart and my wallet are definitely very directly linked. And I'm sure if we looked at all our credit card statements, probably give us a good heart expose, I'm sure. And praying engages us to the very core of our being. We've got a prayer team that's always welcome to new people joining. Every Sunday morning, we're here praying at 9.45 before the service, and everybody is welcome to be part of that. When we give generously, our hearts get shaped more like God's, who always gives generously. God is a generous God, so when we reach out and give to others through things like praying, our hearts grow to be more like God's, who always reaches out unceasingly to us. We had a bit of a bumpy start to 21, uh, 2021, haven't we? along with the COVID lockdowns, just before we were due to come back to start church, we found out that we couldn't meet at Auckland Girls Grammar for the first five weeks. So, quick pivot, as the word seems to be, and um, we found ourselves at the Curate venue, which was awesome for the first five weeks, probably lots of you were there. But we thought because it was a new place, you get lots of new people, what we would do is we would start the service with coffee and pastries to give people time to find a car park, find their way, catch up, take all the stress out. It was great, it worked really well, the pastries were amazing, Um, I still dream about those. But what we found, which was quite surprising, the team inside the auditorium noticed such a difference when people came into the service having connected with one another before they entered in. the, The difference in leading was just huge. So when we came back, to Auckland Girls Grammar. We made the deliberate decision, it wasn't because we thought you'd all leave if we stopped offering you coffee before the service. It was because we realised that there's actually a real importance in gathering before we come in. Um, it actually supports whaka Nongatanga, which is such a beautiful concept and really encompasses the value and the importance of doing the business from a place of relationship. It's the importance of being well-connected, establishing relationship, valuing relationship. When we come into the auditorium from that place, we come in with a much stronger identity in our whanau connection than as individuals. And there is such a difference when we worship in that place because God's desire is that he is encountered in the midst of his family. We've read this morning about the body of Christ. The family of God is the body of Christ now. A healthy, functioning body needs all its parts to work effectively together. Doing what they need to do, understanding their individual significance, but also their interdependence with the rest of the body. And we know this, for most of us, this is not going to have been a new scripture but for how many of us might we still underestimate what we bring, what our role is? Do I feel like I'm a little toe and not as important as a head? Am I enough? Are these the things that we can ask ourselves? Um, One of the most memorable meals of my life I ate in my 20s I had moved to a new city to go to Bible college, and I didn't really know anybody, um, but I'd met one of my lecturer's wives at church on a Sunday, and she'd invited me to come over. She lived just a couple of houses up the street. We'd had a really great time just hanging out, connecting, and I'd really just appreciated the time that she'd given. But then she turned it up a notch and invited me to stay for dinner, saying, we're just having mince on toast. So I need to be very clear about something right now. Soggy is my most unbearable food texture. (laughs) I don't do croutons in soup. I avoid trifle. I've only just recently allowed wheat bix into my house. So growing up, soggy kind of, uh, mince on toast, sort of topped my least desirable (laughs) meal options. But this mince on toast, was probably the most delicious meal I ate that entire year. Because it wasn't about the food. It was that I was new and I was welcomed and included. With no fuss, no fanfare. In fact, being invited for Mints on Toast made me feel like more part of the family than if they'd waited and invited me for a meal that was more Instagrammable. The family of God the body of Christ, St. Augustine's church family needs you. Mints on toast, Uber Eats, homemade gourmet, and all. Don't count yourself out because every part of this body has a part to play and we're lesser for it when we're missing a part. We're lesser for it when we're missing you. And the truth is what you can offer is exactly what we need, you being you. Sometimes just a smile or a conversation can be enough to make somebody's day. My twin sister lived in Mexico for a number of years, and I still remember the first Christmas um, with her away because mum still set a place for her. Because family isn't family when a part is missing. You may be a friend or you may be a guest, but if you consider yourselves part of our whanau, then there is a place set at the table for you. We want the family to be a place where people feel safe, where you're restored and fed. But the danger to every single one of us is that we can get stuck in the familiar and the safe and we don't grow. Did you know that when we walk into a room, our brains are wired to search out familiar faces for our safety? We naturally all do that. So naturally for most of us, unfamiliar people are not a safe place. Not so great in a church, right? So what do you do when you're sitting by somebody that you don't know? If we're honest, most of us, including me, actually need to have a little push to get outside of our comfort zones. Because outside our comfort zones is where we grow as people and in our responsibility in a family. So that we don't stay teenagers forever. Sometimes, this means experiencing what it means to be on the other side, a new person, a minority, someone in an unfamiliar environment. That's not always easy, and I think for a lot of us here, it's something that we have to deliberately find ways to put ourselves in the position to experience. When I gave my mehi at the start of this talk, that's the first time I've really done that in public. And uh, it's probably the scariest part of this whole book. <laughs> um, but that I could do this is thanks to the Te Reo for course that Joanne Ford um, has held the past two Sundays, which hopefully she'll do again. It was for those interested in beginning a journey, learning some basic teddy or some simple greetings, a way of starting to create a bridge between cultures. And there were 24 people who signed up, which was awesome. It was such, such a great time. Some more nervous than others, but all willing to take the risk of making mistakes to learn and to grow. Getting uncomfortable is how we grow. For those of you who are involved in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner this week, and we do have um, some few more openings on Friday and Sunday, so flip me an email if you're interested. As you wait for guests to arrive, or if you're a guest traveling to the home of an unknown, I want you to notice and to sit with those butterflies in your stomach. Notice if you're sweating a bit more than normal. How's your heart rate? Are you battling fight or flight and kind of opting for the latter? And remember that next Sunday when you come back to church. Remember those feelings when you see somebody who's new. Remember what it feels to be new. Because remembering that helps us to welcome far more effectively. I'm also going to tell you now that if you consider yourself part of the St. Augustine's Fano, and you can smile, you're on the welcome team. <laughs> because this is a responsibility for the whole family. It's not the job of people serving coffee or people at the door. Welcoming people into the family is all of our responsibility. Because we welcome, we, we image God's welcome to humanity when we welcome others. So as we conclude our Te Atiatua Atua series, If you consider yourself part of the St. Augustine's Fano, we want to welcome you. We're so excited to have you in our Fano, and we want to invite you to be actively participating in our family life. Are there areas we're missing you? What can you bring? Please come and talk to any of the team if there's anything you'd like to be involved in or even if there's something that you'd be interested in doing that we're not currently offering. And if you're new to St. Augustine's and want to find out more about our church family, please come and have a chat to me or anybody else wearing one of these. We'd love to talk to you more. So to land this series, let's just look at this um, final quote by Stanley Hauerwas. The most interesting, creative, political solutions we Christians have to offer our troubled society is the church. Here we show the world a manner of life the world can never achieve through social coercion or governmental action. We serve the world by showing it something that it is not. Namely, a place where God is forming a family out of strangers, a family out of strangers. So have an amazing week. Enjoy all those delicious dinners coming up and the opportunity to practice being new and being welcomed.